This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So offense, 19 points, um, one touchdown, mm. four field goals, though. So, I mean, they got they actually put together some drives. They just couldn't finish in the red zone. It still wasn't their best day outside of the red zone, though. Um, uh, the general impressions, I mean, Gino didn't have his best game. He was under fire. He had some clutch moments, which is kind of like the inverse of past games where people thought he did well, but then wasn't clutch when it was needed, which I think clutch is a weird word. But I think that applies for this game. Um, I think that they the four-man rush beat the offensive line. I don't think the offensive line had its best game. They weren't horrific or anything like that. It just wasn't their best game. And then also the pressure packages, I mean, that really put the heat on them. Um, and then there are just moments where I thought, Arizona defended the receivers pretty well, like in one-on-one situations. And there was just some really tightly contested things. Like they, they caught some of them. And then some of them, they just couldn't quite bring in. Like Fant had a ball that was broken up. DK had all was broken up. They both could have caught it each. But then other, the other main thing that really kind of dictated this game was that they took, they schemed um, DK and Tyler out of the game with their coverage shells. Um, Which, you know, every time that happens, it's kind of like can Seattle respond and right in the passing game at least and that has not quite materialized yet although you know Eskridge's role grows Goodwin's getting open uh, on some downfield opportunities where the ball goes elsewhere heck even you know Disley's open I mean he probably wouldn't have been if Gino had looked that side but he's open in the back of the end zone against cover two where you're like oh it's interesting so it's sort of how do they balance you know obviously looking for those star two receivers with you know okay, Arizona's doing a great game plan of like, you know, rolling and you know, Tampa two invert and, or just Tampa two and cover four and all of that, Yeah, you know, putting one more guy over to the locket and the DK stuff playing now, some nasty trail and all that stuff. Now it's, it's not as though the opportunities weren't quite there. So like mm. they they I mean they had they had I think ten targets between the two of them which is nothing crazy right um, but I think they only had four completions and some of those were like you know to end the first half just vomiting phase or seams just trying to get a touchdown and also preserve the clock right so they hate it per- when I vomit fade and seam I know um uh something you might want to get checked out um mm. just like the Seahawks want to get that checked out because they want to score. <laughs> They want to score touchdowns. So like, but then you also had the deep bomb to Tyler, right? And you're not going to complete every single post, you know, you're not even going to complete 50% of them off of play action. And they were a few, they were a foot away or two of completing it. 
Um, so like th there were options. They had they had chances. They just didn't quite bring him down. Like the the one dropped Sluggo, not dropped. It was overthrown. Yeah. But it was a weird. It played out oddly. But it was still completable. So like they could have came away from this game with still executing in spite of what Arizona is doing schematically. But um, one other thing I want to say about this, like Maddie, you said, how do they respond when, when they can't get the ball to DK and Tyler? Um, I was listening to the Cigar Thoughts podcast with uh, Jackson Bevins and uh, Mike Barwin, our pals over there. And, Just going, Mike. And yeah, and um, and Jackson made a good point. He said while they were four, I think four for 10 versus their top two receivers, they were like something like 19 for 22 to everybody else so like gino was still distributing and getting the ball and stuff it's just you know the yak opportunities weren't quite there or the big, big plays the big like plays weren't yeah. they were defending them and the other thing was back to my point about the pass rush like all their drop back was quick game like they're just trying to get the ball out they're trying to beat this and i didn't think their four-man rush was that formidable and yeah you had jj watt but he's kind of washed he's an okay player still but i mean i like, thought this was jj's one good game of the year yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, he did have one. a good game. I mean, but it's really yeah. concerning when Maje Sanders, who <clears throat> I did not like during the draft process because I thought he was too light. He's bull rushing. Yeah, Charles well, Griff, Cross. Griff, he was like good. really ill. That's true. No, that's true, actually. But I mean, he was playing <laughs> ill. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, if we just go through those, like the four failed uh, red zone trips. And you've sort of talked about some of the plays, but just as I rattle it off. So first time, first and 10, Gino mishandles, undercenter snap, has the scramble for three yards. Second and seven, incomplete sluggo, as you talked about, which was kind of there, but not really. Third and seven, that play I'd love to hear from you about because I thought, like, so they shift across Lockett. It looks pretty obviously like cover four. But the way that they play certain things is rather than like zoning off, they play like a trail kind of thing. And it's it's wide cross, but Lockett's running the out route with like a runoff route outside. And I feel like Gino could have pulled the trigger and picked up a first down there. Do you remember that play? I'm. What, what quarter was it? Oh, you really see, early. A, a timestamp for you is 4.36. And you said if it was you, like a, a four and 37 or a, um, a second and seven. Third and seven. Uh, and while you look that up, third and two, uh, next time in, in the red zone, Walker runs into the back of Fant on split zone for a loss of two. I think Noah Fant was late getting off, really. Uh, he, he was late off the ball. Uh, then next trip, first and 14s, they've got no timeouts. They go empty and they go five verts, which is covered up by Tampa 2, which happened. Uh, second and 14, they have nine seconds left in the game. They try a Metcalf one-on-one -on -one in well, Metcalf backside a trips play, which is still into cover four, and the corner just wins, but it's also difficult, right? Then yeah. they take the field goal. Then the next, the final one, first and ten, Walker pressing split zone, and he presses it wrong. He tries to bounce it. He's too slow to hit the hole, and that's something that Ken Walker needs to work on. Like he is still trying to make too much happen at times. He just just hit it because if he hits that, it's like three, five yards even. Like the crease yeah. is there. He just got to hit it um, rather than. He tries to bounce it front side, which was not there. It looks like it's there. Like in college football, it might be. But in the NFL, it's not there. And it wasn't indeed. And then he had yeah. to cut it up and he only got one yard. Then the second and nine, they had a, a play action with a throwback to Lockett, which was open. But unfortunately, and we're getting more to Ken Walker stuff, um, 
and he had a great game, right? But also, you know, his finer details where it's need to work. They had a throwback to lock it wide open where they're booting the other way. But uh, Gino was pressured from the inside and he had to dump it to the flat for two yards. Now, the reason he was pressured was Disley was on an island with the front side edge rusher and he he could had no choice but to allow inside penetration. They released Fant on a route who was the tight end inside of Disley. And so yeah. Disley had to allow that penetration. Gino was able to roll away from it, so it's fine to get beat to the inside. But the reason uh, Disley was up against the frontside edge player was because they were pushing their protection to the backside edge because they didn't trust Ken Walker one-on-one in that assignment, even with bootleg away. Yeah. They pushed their protection. And so Gino, rather than being able to throw to the open locket on the on the, on the the throwback crossing route, he dumps it into the flats and Earth for two yards. So now you're in third and seven. And Seattle's concept uh, of trips to the front side doesn't work. Slant route's covered, um, but the primary thing they're going for was the corner route. The cover four corner didn't take the cheese. In third and seven in the red zone, you're very unlikely to convert. You need um, a bit of luck um, and you need an opportunity. And there was no opportunity to the front side. Backside, this is opening cover two, which I spoke about. But if Gino had opened that way, he would not have been open because the cornerback sinks under it with their eyes to the quarterback. And there you go. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on there. But really, it's like shoddy execution at bad moments where, you know, they didn't maximize the opportunities and the Cardinals just played better in those instances. I mean, I I really felt like they just got collectively outplayed. Um, And like the scheme was sound for them because it gives them the best chance to cover them, to cover those guys. And at the same time, like Seattle also had good process attacking the scheme at the same time, I think, because, again, they had opportunities, but it was just a matter of, Cardinals putting themselves in the best positions to have a good chance. And, you know, the as chance had it, it worked out for them. On that third and seven you were talking about, yeah, Tyler was open. And if you think about it, it's third and seven. You could pick up a first down there if you can catch and run up field. But he had the mic kind of encroaching a little bit. And I think he was thinking touchdown to Colby. Um, you see him transition there and work the pocket, but mm. Cameron Thomas is bull rushing Lucas so badly. I don't think he could. But he's just got to take the first down, you know. I know he's trying to hit the touchdown. Yeah, he, he's thinking touchdown is what he's thinking, um, and that's what happens. He's, uh, but like to me, if he if the pressure's not there, that Mike sinks under that that route from Colby easily because it's it's cover four. Like that's his job. Like to me, the Mike lets Colby see, behind him because. But... Because I got the play up right now, though he's hugging the he's hugging the back, he's hugging the check down, and it's I think it's Simmons that's kind of more really carrying the route. But you mm. still, I still think. Gino oh yeah, yeah, that's yes, that over. yeah, Sim, yeah. I I remember now they were walling. But so so, but to your point, if 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 Simmons isn't seeing pressure in the backfield, he probably drops differently. That's, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand okay. why he just just stick your foot. Because he could throw that to lock it right. The defender's back is turned. Like I feel like the lock. And he out throws those throw. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was. That's part of what was good. So yeah. I mean, hopefully that. I mean, it'd be silly to overly be concerned about one play. Um, I did actually think Gino was a bit like pressing, um, or maybe it was overly cautious. But at times pressing, times overly cautious in this game. On like we're literally talking about a handful of plays here, like probably like three, four plays. But did you see that or am I? No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think part of that was frustration that he wasn't moving the ball the way he wanted to. But then also it's kind of impressive that he was kind of maintaining his composure through how much fire he was under in the pocket. I mean, some of it was rough. Like even on some of his best plays, he's getting hit. 
um, he's just getting beat up and he's not, he's not letting that affect him too much. There were a couple of times where kind of like in the saints game, even though he was awesome in the saints game where Lucas has an early loss. And then that affects how he works the pocket when Lucas is getting bull rushed, but then he doesn't know if Lucas is going to stake or not. Sure enough, he anchors on a couple of them. It's like, oh, they missed an opportunity. He could have gone downfield with something. Um, and it wasn't quite there. But I mean, I think the fact that he's, it's not good to press because that implies you're forcing something, but it's good that in order to press, you have to stick with it at the same time. Sure. The fact that he's sticking with it with all that happening. In fact, that probably explains why that thought process and mentality not to project our own fan fiction onto it too much Cope. is why, yeah, is why he was able to do well when they had when they had to on those a couple of those drives on that drive to end the first half to put them in a score a touchdown. But he was moving the ball in the drop back game, right? And they got three points. And then on the touchdown drive with Walker's, you know, um his canter. Um, on the touchdown not, run, it was not a canter. Because we're talking about the move, not the... we actually had an equestrian no, expert comment. They were not in it. No, that is a lie. You're, you're very loose with the once, truth. Once again, we are, um, we're, we're outsourcing not... this to the equestrian wing of our audience. Mm-hmm. Please let us know what that move was. But, but so anyway, so like, uh, when also good adjustments from Waldron, they go to they go heavy personnel. Uh, 13 personnel, some some snaps of 22, um, two backs, two tight ends, or one back, three tight ends. Um, they're moving the ball with play action, almost at will. And you wonder, like, ah, they should have spent more time with that in the more, first half. There was no gun play action in this game, which was, well, there was, like, two in a hurry-up situation, which was not really play action at all. And also, like, where was the dig routes? Like, there was so much middle field open. The one time they called dead, like, a uh, coin or Swiss, you know, three hitch, uh, one, uh, one dig, two down the seam. One time they called that, they got cover three, and it went. They were looking backside, and what? Like, why not do a bit more of that? Like, they're they're playing this stupid. They need to run invert. it. I think they need to run it from tighter splits when they go into drop back for it, because the, the I feel like the league is adjusting too much to the inbreakers right now. The linebackers land. Well, that's what made right that's now. what made it so nasty from McVay, right? He did it from trips. Bunch. Yeah, and I and it's because they want to impose the threat of the go ball with DK on the perimeter. So the spacing of their formations challenge their ability to work the middle the way they've been working them. But what's open then are the seam routes and they've been hitting the seam routes. But I, I I feel like in order to hit dig routes from these formations, you need an absolute monster dig route runner like Brandon cooks um, or Elijah Moore. Um, I have faith. I I knew you were bringing them up. Well, Um, well, Tyler Lockett is um, he missed his second day of practice today with a hamstring. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Lockheed can run those. It's just it's you know, the, the minutiae matters. The the, the, de- the I feel like they just need to run those from a little bit tighter splits. Um, uh, shit, what was I gonna say? Um, but uh, yeah. So the heavy personnel work. They're moving the ball. Um, one thing I want to say though, and on the on the topic of balance, which you were talking about with no gun play action, because granted they don't gun run a lot. But so even when they go empty three by two and like they're still imposing balance on the defense by those stick draw QB RPOs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's incredible that even when they're in gun, they're like, 
we are still going to intermix what we can do here. And that's when we see Gino taking off out of empty, right? No running back in the backfield and he takes off. He's reading the mic. If the mic fucks off and squeezes that stick really hard, Gino's just going to take it up the middle. It's like, all right, I'm the running back. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm the run part of this RPO. Um, and that's been really effective for them. Um, it's just cool that they are every formation that they work out of. They have an answer where they could do multiple things out of it. And defenses can't nail down your tendency. Um, yeah, so, so they far they've managed. Counterpunch. Yeah, so so far they seem to have managed to avoid a bit of, um, you know, tendencies tells. So hope that continues. 